Welcome to another inspirational podcast at Real Life Church. For more great content and updates, visit reallifechurchkc.com. kids, workers, and leaders to share just really what God's doing in that, uh, in that ministry. And so, man, it's just Next Generation Sunday, and we believe that we want to build ceilings instead of floors. We want the next generation to go further, farther, and faster than we did. So we're excited to celebrate with you guys. Before we jump into all that, man, I cannot believe it's almost been a year since we launched. Isn't that crazy? A year? Unbelievable. Uh, it goes by so fast, but man, God has been so faithful to us. He's done extremely more than we ever asked or thought. And so we believe we're reaching the dream. We're not just reached it, right? We're keep going. It's our first year. It's been incredible. I want to say thank you so much for all you guys that invested and just made this a huge difference in the community. And I believe that God is just starting something. Amen. This is the first step of a journey. We made it one lap, one lap around the track. We get to keep going and going. And I'm telling you what, it's so cool to see the story. So it's going to be a big day on the second. So I encourage you, invite somebody out. This would be a great day just to showcase really what God is doing in the lives of people in our church. We're really, really excited about it. And we're excited about baptism. Can you believe that? Uh, get our first little pool gun out here and jumping in like crazy. And uh, I was emailing uh, the team little bit, just like in a way of announcements, like, hey, put this on a video, do this. And one of the guys that makes the videos and films, it's like, hey, I want to be the first person to get baptized in real life. Like, put me in. I'm going to take the plunge. I'm like, man, we're going to have a WGF wrestling contest. Who can get in the pool first? You know what I'm saying? Like, take the plunge for Jesus. And so I encourage you, if you um, have not been baptized or maybe you need to get baptized, know somebody in your family, I encourage you, man, it'd be a great day to celebrate with you. I've just had so many great conversations, even this morning, of people that want to get baptized. And it's really cool. The way we do it here is we let somebody baptize you that's maybe a part of our church or a spiritual leader in your life. And so it's really an intimate kind of time. And uh, it's going to be really exciting. You know, hopefully the pool doesn't break and flood the building, but uh, we got a good, we got a good janitor. Frank will take care of it, right? Um, he's a good guy. But we're really excited about what God's going to do. So I would encourage you, if you're interested in getting baptized on your communication card, you can check interested in baptism and turn it in and we'll get contact with you and uh, let you know uh, what the next steps are to get plugged in. So today we continue our series, I Believe in You. And really this series is all about helping develop the next generation to speak and shape into not only our own lives, but their lives. And so I'm really excited about just finishing through this series. And next week we're going to talk about having this like really spiritual mentoring, like having somebody that develops you and having somebody that develops other people. I believe every pastor needs a pastor. Every person needs a touch. Uh, just because uh, you're on the stage, you're a leader, doesn't mean you're a, a spiritual giant. It just means you just got a different role. And so we're just all sheep in a different role. And so I believe it's so important to have people pouring into your life. It's so key and so practical. So next week, we're going to dive in just some practical steps of what it really is like to get mentored and to find a mentor and to mentor other people. So it's going to be a great week. Uh, today, we're going to jump in. And uh, I just want the kids to know, the youth to know, the teachers uh, in the community, all our workers and the dream team from the kids to youth, man, we believe in you. The church believes in you, amen? So this is all about, we want to celebrate with you, encourage you. And so this morning, uh, right before I invite him up, I want to just challenge you. I have a quick little little thought, little challenge thought, hopefully, hopefully a powerful thought for your life. But uh, I just want to challenge you with a few things, and then we're going to invite the kids up and the youth up and go through a couple things. So uh, I want to challenge you with this. Our Heavenly Father spoke to his son Jesus audibly only one time in the Bible it's recorded. And it's found when he was baptized. And I believe he really models what it's like to believe in somebody. Like he says certain things and certain phrases that are very key for us to help the next generation and even ourselves find our voice and find our place in the world. And so it's found in Mark chapter 1, verse 9 and 11, it says this, at that time, Jesus came from Nazareth to Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. There's that baptism idea, right? And as Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open, the spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven and said this, said, you are my son whom I love 
and I am well pleased. Man, it's incredible the power in those three phrases, amen? It's incredible the difference you can make in somebody's life just by having those three things. And it's so important to think that this is the words that the father was recorded to his own son. You know, I think about this, that you are what the most important person in your life says that you will become, amen? The most important person in your life believes in you, speaks truth in you, speaks love in you, speaks things in you, and you become that thing. And I believe the most important figure in our life is our parents. And ultimately, here you have a parent, you have the Heavenly Father. And what's it like for us to father a generation? Like here at Real Life, we want to move mountains. We want to, we want it to culture to change. We want to raise up a next generation of leaders that go further and farther and faster than we had. How are we going to do that? And I think this is the essence, that we get to father this generation well. Just look at some of these phrases. To do this well, we have to, to say, you are my son. You belong here. You have a family. So many people are orphaned in the kingdom. So many people have a spiritual walk but don't have a spiritual father. And I'm included in that. You know, I was growing up. I had people in my life here and there. But as the ultimate spiritual father, I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for people who invest my life to help launch this church and said, hey, son, you're part of my family. You, don't, you know, you're doing great. You can make it. I love you. You can make a difference. You belong here. This morning, you guys said, welcome home. Amen. I know it's just a phrase. You're like, oh, welcome home, welcome home. But welcome home. Like, you belong this is where God wants you to be. You have brothers and sisters in Christ. We're going to help you in your walk, in your journey. Just follow me as I follow Christ. We're going to get there someday. You are all child of God. We're children of God. Amen. We love each other. We believe this. There's no orphans in the kingdom. We don't want you to just go to church and feel like you don't know people. Like you need somebody in your life. You need a father in your life that says, hey, you are my son. And maybe you didn't have that in your family growing up. You know, my dad wasn't that kind of dad. You know, he wasn't going to say, I love you, son. I'm so proud of you. He wasn't going to say, he said it with his time. But he never said that with his words. Now, I really hope today you really see the power in this, that we can say, hey, you're my son. Hey, I believe in you. You're my spiritual son. I'm going to help you to the next step. And because of the people in my life that believed in me, I can do that. There's overseers. There's partners. There's other pastors in my life that believe in me to the hilt. It's incredible. There's so much energy and power in that. Like, I don't know if you had to accomplish something big in your life, but when somebody says, hey, I believe in you, go get him, you're like, yeah, I'm going to do this because I'm around his power, his strength, and his security. And so it's so important to, to love and to give back and say, hey, you belong here, my son. Second thing is this, that you are loved. You are loved. He says, who am I loved? The father says, I love my son. Man, to share affection, this isn't like a weird thing, okay? Because someone's like, man, this is getting kind of weird. But to say, hey, I love you and actually mean it. You know, there's a struggle with that today, right? I know there's a struggle for, for especially men to say, I love you, because so, they're so worried about all the problems in their life. I know your family is messed up. I know your teenagers are going crazy. I know you're changing more diapers, and you're going to change the world, and the only world getting changed is yours. Like, I know what it's like to have two kids, and somebody steal your truck on Monday. I know what it's like for things to go crazy. I know what it's like, but man, I love you. I love you no matter what, to tell your kid, no matter what you do, how far you run. Like, I don't agree with everything, but man, I love you. You always have a home. You have a place. Like, that's important. That's so powerful in our life. I mean, believe that every person needs a touch. You know, somebody, uh, give a high five to the person next to you. Say, high five, I love you. And not in a weird way, just, I love you. you. may not have heard that in a while. A little high fives. <laughs> I see people denying high fives. This isn't the kind of church we want here, man. I love you no matter what. You didn't wash your hands. I saw you in the bathroom. I don't know how that worked. There's hot water in that toilet. That don't count. If you don't know about our toilets, there's hot water in the toilets. I don't know what's going on, but get baptized in the toilets. All right, we're stopping. All right. Anyway, I care about you. That's the point, right? The father says, I love you. I care about you. I want the best for you. I think the last thing is this. The father, the father generation, you got to say these words, man, I'm so proud of you. This is my son whom I'm well pleased. Of everything he said, it wasn't to a, the winning shot of the basketball game. It wasn't the 4.0 in high school. It wasn't to all this other stuff. It was when he followed his father's spiritual obedience. When he was baptized, he said, man, I'm so proud of you for your walk with me. 
Like, isn't it incredible that God is proud of us? And we can be proud of other people, say, I'm proud of you. You can tell the person next to you, man, I'm pleased with you. I'm so proud of you. I'm proud you're here. God is using you. Man, it's so encouraging when you say that. Imagine just those words. We, we don't say it because we're like mad about something or upset at something or we don't like something about somebody. We don't agree with the position. We don't like what we saw on Facebook. We don't like this thing or that. But I'm so proud of you. Like, God's got more in you than you're living out. Like, I know there's potential in you. I know we make mistakes. But look at Paul in the Bible. Every book in the Bible, and there's some exceptions, but for most books in the Bible, he always has the opening conclusion. He's always giving shout-outs to people. Shout-out to the kids' pastor. Shout-out to the church worker. Shout-out to that lady who started that church. Shout-out to the other person. Shout-out to the person who wrote this down in pencil. Shout-out to all this stuff. He's shout-out to people, right? He's just shouting out everywhere. Like, man, God is doing all this stuff. I'm proud of you guys. It's written in the Bible forever. Isn't that cool? Like, I wonder, like, what names would be in our Bible, right? Like, I want to make the list. Like, I don't care what I'm doing. I'm going to be the janitor for Jesus. Like, put me in the list, you know? Like, I'm going to do whatever God calls me to do. I want to get a shout out. And so, to me, I think it's so important that we have the passion of the Father to raise the next generation. So, with that said, I want to invite up uh, one of our awesome, amazing leaders. This is a leader of our kids' ministry, Real Life Kids. Uh, She's incredible. She means so much to me in my life. She has faithfully served behind the scenes this whole last year. She actually did some office time. She's done all sorts of stuff to really further. She's met with people, other pastors, other leaders, to help make this ministry great. You have been dedicated. I love you. If it wasn't for your family, I would not seriously be doing this today. And so I want you to give it up for our Real Life Kids leader, Christy Hardy. Come on up. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Good. I want to share something with you about why I think Real Life Church is the coolest. Are you going to go on that journey with me? Okay. So one of the main reasons, I have a passion for kiddos. Most of you that know me know that. (laughs) So I like kiddos so much, we kind of had our own. We have four of them. And uh, so one of the, the coolest things about our church is that we believe in kids. Do we? We believe in kids. And most of us, like I believe in kids and I have this passion and I, I live this life. A lot of it's because of someone that believed in me. And I have two people in particular. I had two men in my life when I was young that my pastor took the time to um, just take me under his wing and show me love. And my best friend's dad also took the time to be a dad to me. And so I feel like because of people in my life that believed in me, I am able to then keep carrying that on and believe in others. And we have our, um, our Real Life Kids Elementary Department sitting in the back today. And I love you guys. I believe in you. You guys, you are our future. You are our church. And I believe in, in each of you that are sitting back there. And I'm so excited that they're here because they believe in me and they're here supporting me. Um, so some ways that we show our kids in Real Life Kids that we do believe in them and that we do love them is, you know, <laughs> we show them Jesus. So I want Jesus to be a part of every moment that we are spending with them. And you know, we know that some of these kiddos, today is the only day they're gonna see that part of Jesus. And today's the only day that they're gonna be reminded that there's a God that loves them. And there's a God that died for them, he loves them so much. And so I wanna instill that in them and I wanna show them that not only does Jesus love you, but that faith is theirs and it's real. I know in my own life, I made a profession of faith faith at a very young age, so young I don't remember it. And so when I was older, I thought, well, if I told the story that I made this profession, maybe it's not really mine. 
So then I had, through people coming along in my life and believing in me, I rededicated my life to Christ. And I want, I want their faith, and I want this faith, and I want, it, I want Jesus to be real to these kids. So in doing that, one of the things we do is we create an environment that's such that they have fun. They want to be here. They want to come back. And they're bringing their friends. It's the coolest thing ever. We have friends coming to church, and they're bringing their friends. So I... <laughs> I brought some friends with me. Um, it was the coolest thing to come to church and to have people that I invite. Not only did they come, but they kept coming <laughs> because they loved it. And I have a couple of my students. I teach in the district, in the Belton district, and a couple of my students in the car rider line. I invited these families to. Hey, you need to come see us. We're we're starting this new church, and we're you know I would love for you to come and see you. And I have, I have these families here. The Huffs came, and their kiddos are in the real-life kids department with me. The Rodens came, and there are kiddos from nursery all the way up to the big kids area. And it's just so cool. Not only did they, did they accept that invitation and come, but their lives are changed. Um, Kara Roden is serving on Real Life Kids Dream Team now. And so I'm seeing everything come full circle, and it is so exciting. Um, the Masons started coming. Some of you heard Brian when he preached um, not long ago. And the Masons are coming, and I feel like Drew might think that they're coming because they like you. <laughs> and I've heard that Brian may have tried to get an autograph, something like that. You're tight, but the kids are coming because I'm cool. <laughs> And they come because of the real life kids and because we have fun in there. I just wanted to throw that out there. Okay. <laughs> so I want to thank a few people. First of all, grandparents, parents, aunts, uncles, you're bringing your kiddos and you're entrusting us. Thank you. Thank you for bringing them in and knowing that we truly love your kids and that we want the best for them and we believe in them and that's why we're doing what we're doing. Thank you for entrusting them. Um, I also want to thank our real life kids dream team. So I, yes, if you serve in any part of that, of Dream Team, and you make that possible in any way, would you please stand so we can thank you? You can do it. Okay. <laughs> thank you so much. So I've invited one of our Dream Team leaders to come and to share a little bit of their heart. Um, so before she comes, I have the privilege of working with this person on a professional level in the school district. And if any of you um, have been around her, she has the most infectious laugh. I love her laugh. And she has a beautiful smile that lights her eyes up. And her son is actually going to share why we're so cool. And so he wanted to come with her. And I would like to invite Miss Ivy Nelson onto the stage to share how Real Life Kids has been a part of her life. Hello, like Christy said, I'm Ivy Nelson. This is my son, Jack. My daughter, Piper, is down in the nursery, and my husband, Wade, is back doing lights. Hi, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> but um, 10 years ago, almost to the exact date, was a very exciting time in my life. I was about to begin my first day as a teacher. So I was really excited and I was really terrified because it is a huge undertaking 
to be responsible for caring for your children, for teaching them and helping to guide them, and just kind of trying to grow them into responsible little people. So I taught theater and English, and then five years after being in the classroom, I had the opportunity to work with teachers and actually teach teachers how to use technology with students. So I currently work in the Belton School District, and I work primarily with teachers in our elementary grades, helping them use all the technology that we have at our fingertips. And I love my job, but I don't get to spend every day with students anymore. And so real life has really blessed me by giving me the opportunity to be with kids all the time. And I love coming in on Sundays and seeing your children's bright shining faces. And I love being able to help them see God and to understand the Bible and to know that God loves them no matter what. And God believes in them and we believe in them. And Jack wanted to share what his favorite thing is about real life kids. Real life kids is really fun. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ivy. Jack, you're awesome. I want to be like Jack when I grow up. He's a cool kid. So, like Ivy said, Real Life Kids has just been a blessing. It's been a huge blessing, and that's one of the greatest things is that we get to love on kids and that we get to tell them about God and that they're responding when we're in class and we're talking about God and we're asking questions. They're engaged and they're answering questions and they're, it's wonderful. It's just been, it's been an absolutely amazing thing. We, there's a couple things that um, are the best part of actually being back in the classroom. So when I said that we have the opportunity, sometimes we're the only Jesus that they see that one time a week. And we have some special friends that are coming that we know that, you know, these kiddos need extra love. Every kiddo needs extra love. And we have the opportunity to love on a little guy. We have a little guy in our department that's terminally ill. And those parents are willing to share him with us this time each week. And I love it. It's, it's one of the best parts of my week. So he has a smile that just lights up the room. So I'm really thankful that we're able to, to love on kids all across the board and that you guys are willing to share your kids with us. I really appreciate that. Um, I would like to say a prayer just if you, um, if you are a student going into kindergarten, elementary, high school, college, and you are getting ready to start school or you've already started school, could you please stand? If you are a teacher of any of this and you teach in any way, if you could please stand. If you are a part of the district, if you're a part of any school, if you're a part of anything helping these kiddos. So I, I would like to pray for you. And we're getting ready to start our year, and it's exciting. Some of you might have already started, but um, it's really exciting. So I just would like to pray for you and just pray God's blessing on this year. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for today. Thank you for each of these kids and adults that are represented here that are getting ready to, or have already started back to school. God, I just pray a blessing on them. I pray that you would bless these kids, that they would make good decisions, that they would let Jesus shine through them. And I pray that for the teachers in this room, that you would just, your love would exude and it would just shine through every crack that is in us. And I pray that through all the broken pieces that you shine your love um, 
through my brokenness. And I pray, God, that I would just reach kiddos for you this year and that, Lord, that each teacher would just take that moment to give that kiddo a high five and, and give them a hug and, and let them know that, that um, we believe in them. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. So as God believes in you and believes in each kiddo, so do we here at Real Life. Hey, can we let our, our real life kids know that we believe in them one more time? Just give a big shout to those guys. So encouraging. Yeah, it's so awesome what God's doing through that program. And I tell you what, uh, we have a little boy in there, obviously, Jack. And uh, there's a Jack show going on today. But, man, absolutely loved. Uh, I mean, we have so many people who come, so many parents. Man, my, my kids love it. They want to come back. Even the Masons are like, man, I can't find a church my kids love. And our kids love your church, you know. And so cool to have a church that just invests in our kids. And so I want to say thank you so much, Christy, for all the hard work this last year. Absolutely incredible uh, what God is doing. So give it up for Christy. Thank you so much. Great job. So this next uh, person to invite the stage leads our real life youth. Uh, this young man is an incredible, um, passionately, like passionate about youth kids. Uh, a matter of fact, he was a teen in my youth department. And so uh, really more than just serving on our team, he's a great friend. Uh, he loves actually crazy stuff. You gotta be a youth pastor, you gotta be a little crazy, you know what I'm saying? And so if you see crazy things, we talked about all sorts of crazy things happening today, but it didn't look like he did that. He was gonna dress up for you, but he didn't. Um, but anyway, I want you to give it up for Joe Reese. Does an incredible job. Break your leg. <laughs> Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you, church. Uh, first, and, first and foremost, just thank you, church. This wasn't for you guys here today. You know, there, there wouldn't be a youth group. There wouldn't be a kids ministry. Um, we would just be here, just a couple of us, just, just having fun. <laughs> but because you guys believe in us and trust us with your kids, your students, your teens, it's, it's all about you. Thank you. Thank you for that. And so uh, just a part of that, I want to thank the parents, grandparents, for bringing your kids out. That's just a huge step. That was a big point in my life where my, my grandparents, no matter how much I pretended I was sick, they'd drag me out of bed and get me to church when I was really little. And so thank you for doing that. It's, it goes a long way in their life, trust me. And so also, I would want to thank the dream team that works with our youth. So if you, if you work in our youth department, have worked in our youth department, go ahead and stand up. Let's give it up for them. So I want to thank every single one of you guys for helping out. You guys are spending time with the teens, hearing them, get to hear their stories. Um, you guys do a, so much for the kids. You don't even realize it, uh, just being there for them. Um, I also want to give a special shout out to the Germains. Go ahead and stand up again. Scott, I know you hate standing up. Go ahead. <laughs> Good up for them. We meet in their house. They graciously allow us to meet in their, in their house. So every Sunday night, we're going there, tearing things up, breaking stuff, and then Sean's coming by and fixing it later. <laughs> so just thank you again for just allowing God to just work in your guys' life through your guys' house, through your guys' lives. So thank you so much for that. And just again, thank you so much real life just for your generosity that makes everything possible. Um, I think the leader of all this would be Sean. So I just want to thank Sean again is, you know, give it up for him. Give it up for Sean. <laughs> 10 second praise break. <laughs> and so just, again, thanks for Sean, just in my life. You know, I grew up in, um, under his youth ministry um, back in Blue Ridge. And um, just ever since I stepped in those doors, I just felt like, you know, Sean made me feel like 
I belonged. Um, Andrew, being a part of the youth group, and Sean's influence on Andrew to get me into church, the events like uh, New Year's Eve, you know, whatever it is, camps. At least I think Andrew invited me seven times before I even showed up, so <laughs> the stats prove. <laughs> and so um, just thank you again, Sean, for just believing in me, and that's just what we're all about, just believing in the person behind you. And so speaking of believing, I just think this whole day is special. It's an extremely important day um, in my life. It's been something that I've never done, said, or did, but um, God's working in me, and that's what Sean believed in, that God believed that there was something in store for me. Um, Sean believed that there was something big in the lives of many, um, including everybody in this room. So as I grew up under that, there was just times where I thought I just might be another face or another, another, another number, but you know, Sean always just came up to me, just made it personal, made an invite, and just always felt like you know, I belonged. He invested. He spent time. And just made me feel like I belonged um, as a child of God. Uh, he believed in God, and that's why we're all here. We believe in something. And so whether it's the person that brought you out, you believed in them. And so that's why you're here. And so today, God has me believing in the next generation, as Sean did and Sean does. And so um, just the, I believe that God's working something big in the things of the youth of this church and the community. And that's what this church is doing now. Um, just some stories at Haley in our department, our youth group just started coming. Um, the first time she was out, we did a Fear Factor event. So that was the first great introduction to youth, <laughs> do a bunch of crazy stuff that Sean was saying. And so um, she was all about it. She had no fear. She conquered it. She won the game, ate some nasty frog legs, some Twinkies that were filled with mayonnaise. Yes, I was that guy. I did that. <laughs> if you want the recipe, I can, I can tell you how to do that. So... <laughs> And so um, now Haley is uh, serving on the Dream Team. She's in photography, helping out with her family. Her family's here. Um, it's just been an awesome time just having her in the church, just seeing how God's working in her just from a girl that shows up eating frog legs to helping out on the Dream Team and serving every week, being dedicated for God. It's awesome just having the next generation, having an opportunity. And so the church, you give us the opportunity to have these kids come in and serve alongside with you and for you. Um, it's just really amazing. So I, once upon a time, I described to somebody as uh, working in youth group that just didn't really understand why I was working full-time in a bank and also spending so much time in the youth group. Um, I just um, realized, that this is pretty recent when I was describing it, and I realized on the 4th of July, my parents lived way out in the country, and I was out there and um, watching all the fireworks, you know, eyes in the skies um, the entire time. Um, and I realized you know, after all the smoke cleared, after the party was dying down, just looked up, but I could start to see some more stars, more constellations. And um, I started to notice, you know, I'd see more, more and more and more. I've always been interested in um, astrology. My dad's always, at, once, at one point in time, had the largest telescope in the state of Missouri. So that's kind of my dad's claim to fame. <laughs> and so just the longer and longer you, you stare at the light sky, you see the constellations, and eventually, it's kind of where we're at, we can just kind of see the edge of the Milky Way. It's just so beautiful. It's amazing to see. And it's so easy, like while you're watching fireworks and are just glancing by, driving down the highway at night, you don't notice those constellations. You don't notice the stars. You don't see the edge of the Milky Way until you take time to notice it, spend time to just stare at the lights. Just continue to look at it and see, you know, Mars, Jupiter, and Saturn are all lining up underneath the moon. Different nights of the week, different times of the year. It seems so incredible to see how God's creation works and how beautiful it is. I feel like that's the same thing with the next generation behind us. Um, 
it's so easy to glance over, so easy to skip and see and miss what's behind you, miss what's going on, miss how God's working huge things behind you or people around you even, even the generation ahead of you. But specifically, um, just in our youth group, it's so easy, uh, even for me at times, to just miss how beautiful that generation is, how God is working massive, vast, and amazing things in people behind me. So one of the things I want to challenge you is just that, um, just believe that God has called them to a purpose and continue to believe in them. In our youth ministry, we've had 62 individual different teens come through the last four months, which is just amazing. It's incredible to see just kind of the impact that we have and just the big vision that we want to kind of produce for them to have them understand that, you know, God's working in you. So keep going, keep, keep after it because you guys are going to be the leaders of today and tomorrow and the next day. And you're going to do the same thing. And so I just want to challenge everyone to take a moment to slow down, calm yourself, and just look at the generation behind you and see what God's doing so you can encourage and empower those behind you. So this summer, it's been full of stories of that. We've had an incredible summer with a pool party at the maze. Graciously allowed us to you know, crash their pool a few times. Um, we've gone to Sky Zone. Um, we've gone to Wing Night. And I found out that uh, Jordan Germain really loves hot sauce. So next time he has a birthday, get him some hot sauce. <laughs> he actually hates it, so... <laughs> um, but one of the coolest things that happened this summer was at our uh, lake retreat, and an awesome young lady uh, named Kanine, uh, first time out, uh, invited by her friend Kayla. Um, God has been working her life long before that. I want to invite her up now. Um, she's going to share a couple-minute story for you. Um, it's just absolutely incredible how God's working her life and how she worked in the retreat. And so I'm just going to give her a couple minutes to share her story for you. Here's Kanine. Thank you, Joe, for that wonderful introduction. And hello, I'm Kaneen, and I just want to say thank you for having me here. And it's just amazing being here and being at a wonderful church. And thank you, Sean, for treating me like a family and like your own daughter. And it's just the best feeling ever. And I just want to get like started on my story when I was little and how I used to go to church every Sunday with my mom, my dad, my uncle, my whole entire family. And all of a sudden, one day, we started getting too busy and we didn't have time for church. And my mom and them didn't like the church that we were going to. It was too far out for us to be going there every day. So um, we lost connection. I lost connection with God and I loved church so much, I started questioning my mom, why aren't we going to church no more? And I just remember crying to her, like begging her to come to church. And she would always say, I'm sorry, Kaneen, I can't, but you could stay at home and, t and read the Bible. And it wasn't the same because going to church, it was just so amazing because I got to like meet other people and hear their life story and it was just so amazing like knowing that there's people out there going through worse things or similar things and giving my advice to them and making them grow from it it was just the best feeling ever and then one day I end up staying the night over Kayla's house and she was like we gotta go to church Sunday do you want to go or you want to go home I'm like I want to go. <laughs> so, yeah, we could go. She's like, you can stay home if you want. Like, it doesn't matter. I was like, uh, no, I want to go to church. I was like, why not? 
I was like, what am I going to do at home? Just be on my phone. And then she was like, okay. So we woke up in the morning and I just had like this good energy. And I was just like, okay, we're going to church today. And I just walk in and everybody's so nice. They greet me and they was like, hello, good morning. Acting like I came here before, but they didn't really know me. And they was just like, good morning. I was like, morning. <laughs> and it was just like so cool. And then like afterwards, I came into the church. Oh, and I got me some wonderful breakfast and coffee. <laughs> but I came into this church and they were singing. And when they were like singing and everything, I felt the energy in this church, like the wonderful energy that God made me, like sent me here. And it was just so, so, so cool. And then they had this like um, lake church, lake camp thing. And my friend didn't, well, I don't know if she wanted to go. She was scared to, she's like a shy person. So she doesn't like going out and stuff like that. But she was scared and her mom turned around. She's like, do you want to go? You guys want to go? She's like, no. And I was like, uh, I want to go. <laughs> and then she's like, really? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, it sounds fun. And then I was like three days away home without social media. That's everything I could ask for. And so we went and it was just the best feeling ever. Everybody there was so nice and kind. They were like family. And then one day we were playing like this little, we were, we went inside and we were like singing and everything like that. And I stayed out and I went like in the stairs and I just sat down and like I started thinking. And Jenna seen that like something was wrong with me. So she walked over there and she asked what was wrong with me. I was like, oh, nothing, I'm fine. But deep down inside there was something wrong with me. And what was wrong with me was I, I felt wrong to come to church and I felt like God was like not wanting me here because all the mistakes I did and like him, like it was just, it was so painful. I don't, I don't even know how to explain it, but like the things that I have done in life, it wasn't right to just come and knowing that I did stuff wrong and it was just like really hurtful. And Jenna was just like, have you ever got saved? And I was like, no. And she was like, do you want to? And I was like, yes. And then, so we got, I got saved, but then like afterwards, it was like really amazing. Cause like I knew God forgave me and like, I knew that he would always stay by my side, no matter what. And I could ask for his forgiveness 24 seven. And he was, he would always forgive me because nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. And it's, uh, it's just so amazing. Like, thank you, Jenna. And I don't even know what to say. But thank you. And thank you, Sean, for having me here today. And it's been a blessing. Oh, and also, I'm looking forward to be baptized. <laughs> so, yay! Good work, good work. <laughs> That's awesome. Keep giving it up for Janine. That's awesome. <laughs> Just, yeah, what an awesome story that is. Um, just, that's what we're all about. Just hearing stories like that. Uh, that's what we live for. That's what, why we do ministry. That's why we keep going. That's why we try so hard. That's why we do the lake thingy, or whatever you call it. <laughs> that's awesome. That's going to be the name of it from now on. <laughs> uh, so uh, this, this year, we've had three teens give it up for, give their life up for Christ. Okay, so that's awesome. Yep. Give it up. 10-second praise break. Come on, keep going. <laughs>
<laughs> and so uh, just a couple other things I just want to uh, just recognize. Uh, Jet and Jordan, um, they're stepping up in leaders um, in our youth group. Um, we've been doing life groups. Um, it's just been awesome to see them step up as leaders to kind of encourage the, those that are younger than them, as giving great answers in our life groups. Uh, one of the things that I was really nervous about was starting life groups. Um, just talking about real issues, talking about some serious things um, that's happened in our community as far as like suicide to depression to as you name it. We've been talking about some serious things and what God has to say about those. Um, just from, yeah, from putting off suicide to putting off weight that prevents us from running after God. Um, so just thank you, church, for believing in us and believing that you know, God is working in and through everybody, uh, through, the, through your life to work in the teens, the teens' life to work in your life. Um, it's just please never forget that you know, God works in others and just keep pushing others, uh, those around you, uh, for just to further the cause of Christ, uh, to bring others to discover real life and purpose in Jesus. Um, in real life, youth, I believe in you. I'm going to get back up to Sean. <laughs> nice work, Joe. <laughs> Give it up for the youth group again. That's awesome. We believe in you. There's so many powerful things that come to mind when I, uh, when I see your story, Kenine, and all the stuff that we've shared. Uh, but I'll say this. You'll never really understand why we launched this church until you bring somebody that's close to you but far from God to church. Everything's got to be different, right? Like, man, these donuts got to be, you know, 100%. Everything's going to be awesome. Best message ever preached. The music's going to be off the chain. It's going to be great, right? Like we, get, we get nervous about that. And uh, for some of you, they're like, man, I just don't get why we do church. It's, uh, we do it for the Canines. We do it for those people that are far from God that need Jesus. Amen? And so we're all about that. And so it's so cool to be a part of that story. And uh, I will say this, the best fruit grows in other people's trees. Uh, you know, I get to pour into Joe, and then Joe gets poured into somebody else, and then that's Kenine gets to pour into somebody else. And she didn't share this part of her story, which I thought was super powerful, uh, but she invited her family out last week to our church, and her mom came to church and rededicated her life to Jesus, and her uncle came. It's just so cool. So give it up for that. So maybe your mom's going to get baptized too. I don't know, man. She barked down the card, so it's... It'd be, she's shouting out right now, putting some pressure on from the stage, you know. This is the voice of God. No, it's good. Um, but it's so encouraging, man. So we believe in you. We believe in this generation. And so I want to say, if you're in the next generation, hey, you're the church of today, not tomorrow. Uh, we believe in you right now. So I call you guys to rise up. Uh, that you are loved, that you belong, that you have a place, that we believe in you, we're proud of you. The Bible says in 1 Timothy 4, 12, it says, don't let anyone look down on you because you're young, but set an example for believers in speech, conduct, love, faith, and purity. Man, you can do that. Can you've already done that. You're already setting that example. You're inviting people to church. Just a simple invite, bring them to church. It's incredible. You're making a difference. So let me tell you, you're too young. You are the church of today, amen? Not the church of tomorrow, the church in the future. You're making a difference. The average person comes to Christ at 11 years old. I mean, you have such a powerful influence in your peer group. Invite somebody to church and see their life drastically changed by the gospel. Man, this is real life. You know, you don't have to go to seminary to preach the gospel. You don't have to wait for approval of other men to tell you're qualified. Uh, you have a call in your life. Go for it. Amen. Uh, we don't have to wait for somebody else to qualify us. God has called and qualified us. And so what do you tell, like, your young kids at home, the next generation? I used to tell you, invest in your kids. Just invest in them and believe in them. You know, it's not a, a sit-down, one-on-one conversation, a, a little point-by-point -point booklet you go through to follow Jesus. It's just, hey, follow me as I follow Christ. It says in 1 Corinthians 11.1, 1, it says, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. Just come on with the journey, son. Let's go on a journey. Like, I learned a long time ago that religion is, is not the way to go with a bunch of rules. It's just, hey, I'm going to follow Jesus. Like, I'm not perfect. I make mistakes. But, hey, we're going to follow Jesus together. Let's pick it up and go, I believe in you. You can do something. I, I know you don't have a family, but you can be in our family. Like, I love you. I'm proud of you. We can go the distance. 
Like we can make it happen. Just follow me as I'm on my journey with Christ. Maybe you're in the business world. Like you've got colleagues. You could just train them up and help be better at that. Some of you guys are coaching. You can invite them out. You can be in the, the parent line as the kids or parents are picking them up from school and invite them out to church. And then their kids start coming. The family starts coming. They start serving the dream team. And their life is drastically changed for entire generations and generations because of a simple invite to church. You guys can make a difference in the next generation. How cool would it be if our church said, hey, this next generation is our generation? Like Satan's had enough generations, but this generation's for Jesus, amen? Like we're gonna go for it. Like we're gonna stand up. We're just gonna be that Jesus generation. We're gonna live it out. I believe we're just starting. Like this is the first lap. And so we can make a bigger difference in our schools and a bigger difference in our community just by simple stuff, by saying, hey, look, I'm gonna own this generation. So maybe God's put somebody in your heart. Maybe there's somebody in your own life. Maybe there's somebody that you need to find that you can pour into and invest in this generation that we can rise up and pour out and we could mentor and we could say, follow me as I follow Christ and walk beside them and do life with me. So, you know, I believe this. We just gotta make time for the next generation, amen? That we just love them, say, hey, you're part of my family. I don't know what your family's like, but you always have a home here. I love you and I'm proud of you. I believe this, that we don't want life to pass by. We don't want the church to go on without stopping for this generation because I do believe God has a call in our life that's greater than my call, that's gonna go farther than my call. They're gonna see more people come to Christ because of their call and they're gonna do greater things on the platform that we lay and the foundation we put down, put down, other people can build on that, amen? And so we'll be that church that believes the next generation. Father, we come before you. God, I pray that your spirit does only what your spirit can do today. As we take a moment to pray, I just wanna to talk to those that may recognize God is speaking to them to rise up, to be the father of this next generation, to father them well. They recognize that they have a calling and they wanna use that calling to make a difference in the next generation behind them. Across this room, if you'd say, hey, yes, God has empowered me to father the next generation. I wanna speak words of affection and affirmation. I want people to know that they belong, of the next generation of kids and, and youth to know that, that I'm called, I'm making a difference in life. If that's you and say, hey, I wanna be a leader and a father to the next generation, we just raise your hands high right now and I'll be looking around and say, hey, I wanna father the next generation. I see your guys' hands. I mean, that's so encouraging. Let me just pray for you right now. Father, we come before you. God, I ask that you would strengthen these relationships, God. I pray that we'd steward, God, the most valuable assets in our life, and that's others. God, I pray every person would have a touch. God, use us, use anybody to touch this generation. God, help us to fall more in love with you. God, help us to be obedient to you, God, that the words of the Father in our life would say, I'm so proud of you and I love you and you belong here. God, I pray you give us eyes to see the vision you have for other people, God, that we would see the best in others, God. We wouldn't just see the problems in people's lives, God, but we'd see the potential. God, that we see what you've created them to be. God, that we'd live for that, that we'd speak words of life and wisdom and encouragement into the next generation, into our own kids, even if our kids are far from God. I pray that we would show them the way back home, God. I pray for parents that they walk with you daily. And I pray for our church that we story after story after story of people coming to Christ because of the next generation, because we believe the best fruit grows on other people's trees. And as you continue praying today without anybody looking around, maybe some of you are here right now and you become aware, man, that you need a touch from God that you've been far from God, that you need a real relationship with our Heavenly Father, just like Kaneen talked about, that we need to have a touch from God today. Maybe you grew up believing in God, but didn't really know him intimately. Maybe you haven't really realized how much God loves you and wants an intimate relationship with your life. He wants to know you. For some of you, that's the very reason that God has called you here today, that's not an accident. And it's time for you to experience the love of God, that you can have full confidence that Jesus died on the cross for your sins and that your sins are forgiven this morning, that God loved you so much that he gave his perfect sinless son, Jesus, down the cross for your sins. There are those of you right now that by very nature are far from God, but God has drawn you close. There's something inside your life right now that's saying, hey, I need what Kenine has. I need what this church is putting out. I need Jesus in my life. And that's the spirit of God drawing you close. 
And so today, when you call on Jesus, he's gonna forgive you your sins. He's gonna give you the Holy Spirit. He's gonna make you new today. And so if that's you across this room, you can say yes to Jesus. Yes, I'm gonna put my confidence in him. Yes, I'm gonna surrender him. If that's you across this room, would you raise your hands right now? Anybody like that this morning? Say, hey, I need Jesus in my life this morning. Anybody like that? I see one hand, that's awesome. Anybody else this morning would say, I need Jesus. That's so encouraging. I see your hand, that's so encouraging. You'd be able to say, hey, I need what Kenine has. I need Jesus this morning. I need to live for something different. What I'm doing isn't working, but I know God has a plan. Man, that's so awesome. If you pray that, if you want to pray, just pray this prayer after me and accept Christ into your life. Just say, Heavenly Father, thank you so much for sending Jesus to die on a cross for my sins so that I could know that I have a permanent home in heaven. God, thank you for loving me. God, thank you for, for inviting me to your house. God, thank you for dying on a cross for my sin. God, I pray you make me new. God, thank you for son Jesus and what he did in my life. God, my life is yours. I give it to you freely. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. This is the end of this podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, be sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss another inspirational podcast. For more great content and updates, visit reallifechurchkc.com.